3: Hello and welcome to The Naked Professor's podcast. My name's Ben Bidwell, otherwise known as The Naked Professor. And I'm here to bring alive conversations that matter. This month, we're back to roundtable conversations. And honestly, this is just, oh, what's unveiling in the next three weeks is just really, like, I'm not gonna say an iconic moment in my life, it sounds quite dramatic, doesn't it? But um, to give it some, some context, a few weeks, a few months ago, I, I watched two men who I, who I greatly admired. And have so much respect for and, and actually really learn and grow from um, doing Instagram live and I sat there and I had real FOMO and watching them and uh, I reached out to both of them after and said I would, I would love to sit in that space, it was so special, I'd love to bring it alive on my podcast and I did and those, those two men, well the first is Lorene Cren, um, who is a teacher of deep intimacy, uh, an amazing man who I've just sat and watched the way he, he pieces together words and, and shares this incredible message, it's just Spectacular, it really is, and I just, um, um, as I said to him in this beginning of this podcast, I was in awe of him really he's just an incredible man he's written a book called um understand women better and he just has a beautiful understanding of masculinity and, and how men can show up and, and empower women to be at their best best or hold space for women to be at their best uh he's just you You listen to his voice when you when he, as soon as he starts talking you'll like, who is this guy it's incredible um and then secondly uh a guy called jacob dever um I've sat and admired Jacob for a while. I came across him on an Instagram live as well um originally and I was just amazed by this guy who had so much love to share. I unapologetically, just was so passionate in the love that he he had and it just flowed through him. And I was I found it intimidating because love is something that I've tried to practice and welcome in. And here was this guy um showing up with such passion for love and life. In fact his Instagram handle is Jacob Loves Being Alive and you know that—that's him. That's who he is. That—that that runs through his veins, and it, it, I see that in his channel and how he shares. And it's beautiful and it's powerful. He describes himself as a wild man in love within a freedom, and you'll feel that. You'll feel that. So, um, yeah. I wanted to hold space for these two two men, or for the three of us, to discuss what's healthy in, in masculinity, or how men can be can live in a healthy way, and it just unravels over the next three weeks into all sorts of different places. Um, but what mattered to me is, is at the very beginning, I shared my my admiration, my love, my respect for these two guys because I wanted that to be the epitome of of what this conversation was about. I wanted to welcome a vulnerable, open space for for, for sharing, for vulnerability for truth, for love, and um, I think that's what unravels. So in this space, in the first episode, yeah, we really uncover what it is to, to, to connect with your heart and to connect with love and what love means um, and what a healthy man is. All these things that I love talking about <laughs> and with two men that I love I love listening to, so this really is like the, the stuff of dreams for me, the conversations that really matter for me. So. Without further ado, I'm gonna hand it over to to Lorene and and Jacob, two amazing men I'm honored and privileged to sit in the space with. About a month ago, I remember sitting uh, in my flat, very similar to where I am now, and and listening to one of the most impactful conversations that I've ever heard. And I don't think I've ever had so much FOMO sitting there watching two incredible men go toe-to-toe, kind of jousting back and forwards. just showing their hearts sitting in so much truth. And you could feel, I felt this electricity in, 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 in the energy, not only between the two of you, but between kind of all the, everyone sitting and listening. It was, it was so powerful. It was so beautiful. You, you both, these two men felt in such flow. And soon as after that finished, I, I felt this huge um, need to want to reach out to you both and To say that I want to, I want to piece this together, and and um, I did so. And to give it some context, um, I followed you both for a while, and I didn't know that you knew each other, but you both inspire me, and you both are two men that I look up to massively. And I want to just, I'm just speaking from my heart here, but I want to give you two both an introduction in this moment of of what I see in you both, and then we'll feed into this, and 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 I'll and I'll allow you both a space to finally speak, but. Jacob, for a long time, I've, um, I've watched you. And, and you know what? This, um, my truth is is that I, what I see in you is uh, a man that I hope to be. You know, the way you show up, the energy that you have, the passion you have for life, the truth that comes in your heart, the, the, the love that you have, the love that you express. And, I, and I've shared this with you that, you know, I'm in awe of the way that you show up, the love and the, and the energy that you bring you know I, I saw that as soon as you came on zoom here and it's something that I'm working on and i and I watch and I watch your stuff and I watch the relationship that you have and the joy and the fun that you bring and I just sit there and i just you know I'm learning from you all the time I'm watching you and I'm inspired by you it's it's um it's beautiful so um I'm just going to go to loreen and then and i want to introduce you both from from there but loreen I've read your stuff I kind of held you in this esteem where you know, I was like, this. This is another level, this man. You know, this is another level. This, 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 this energy that that, that you share, and the, and the power in your words, the 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 depth of the of your words, the depth that it comes from. It's so powerful. It's something that I've never I've never seen before, particularly in in a man. And the way that you show up, and and I saw it live in your conversation with with Jacob. The way that you just show up and just speak from this you know, so often you've got your eyes closed because you're summoning up from from this place that most people never get to for me. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I put you in this space where I was like, this guy is just so, so deeply, deeply connected. And I'm so inspired by it. And it's such a beautiful thing to see in a man. And for us to now build a friendship and to have connected, like we have in the last couple of weeks, it's just so beautiful. And for me now to sit here in this space of having the two of you, and for us to allow this conversation to flow, to talk about masculinity, to talk about what is what it what it's like to be a healthy man in in our opinion, and and what that entails, and to just let this conversation go, and to feel both of your hearts just um, fills me up so much. Um, so thank you both for being here. And and, and with that, I want to hand over the mic to 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 well, Jacob. I'll go to you first. But I just want to ask first and foremost, in the spirit of what this is how are you but like deeply from from the bottom of your heart what emotions are are sitting inside of you right now from from the truth this is not a just i'm fine thank you this is i truly want to know where you're at in in all your honesty and alongside that i'd love to um to ask you what it means what is a healthy man to you what is a healthy man so welcome first and foremost how are you and what is a healthy man
1: Mm, i'm still feeling the the tingling of of praise and, and validation from you and how delicious that felt to to receive Ben. Thank you so much for that introduction, for that uh for seeing me as I am. And that is absolutely reciprocated. And this is just on the, the, the tip of my tongue, so I want to say this right now, kind of going into a healthy man and what I see in you and why I wanted to follow you on Instagram and why you just inspire me. Is that so much of a, a healthy man is a man who is completely unshakable, grounded in his truth, sharing that unapologetically and from a place of compassion and kindness in the world. And somebody who carries a light heart, who's somebody who is curious about life, somebody who loves life and is so fierce in his direction and knowing where he's going for himself, for the people he loves, for the world. And you embody so much of those things, all those things. And just, I love being validated by men. It's delicious to me. And because I really desire more healthy masculine relationships in my life. And so one of the first times we talked, like you're just praise and the kind of praise that the masculine loves to receive. Like, I love the way you show up in the world. I love how you're doing this. That is just like nectar to my soul. And it was just like, Oh, this dude is such a clear mirror of not only the man I want to continue evolving into and continue embodying and deepening, but somebody who genuinely is so unique in his own way. So I just wanted to provide the reflection, like you're fucking epic and I love you. And that being said, I am fucking amazing. Lauren, your membership that you are hosting, which I absolutely plan on joining soon, has really inspired my love and I to create our own sense of community. Beautiful. So we are in the process of creating this incredible community membership that you know, it's one of those things where we, we can have ideas from our mind, but then the ideas from our heart, like God's source, great spirit is just being lived through us. It's one of those ideas. And we're creating this epic community together. Then we have so much to offer people. We brainstormed for like three hours yesterday, just in this epic flow state of how we are so excited to give to the world and to give to others with our individual and collected gifts. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's just effortless. It's just, the universe being lived through us to to gift this to the world in in our own unique container and creating a community, a conscious community that's just gonna keep growing and growing and growing. And so that is just intoxicating. And I'm grateful to 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 be deepening my presence as a as a bonus father, as as a father. You know, I at thirty years old I never thought I would be a dad. And to wake up in the morning and genuinely have such love and want to be present with with, with Harrison, uh, this, this beautiful five-year-old king. It, it, it's such a warm feeling compared to where I was a year ago. Like a year ago, I never could have imagined I could be with a woman, with a child. And now it's, I can never imagine life without it. And yeah, I can just go on a rampage of just all the things that are really working out magically for me and emotionally i'm i'm i feel really fulfilled and really happy with with the man
3: that i am and the way i'm showing up to the world mm, yeah beautiful I, um, I don't think I've ever looked forward to, to hearing an answer as much as, as, as I have in asking <laughs> you. Just I knew that the last thing I get is just, yeah, I'm good, thanks, how are you? you know, And, and, and that's, it's one of my frustrations in life. It's such a powerful question to ask, and I just felt like you answered you answered me. You know, you gave me an insight, a true insight into, into who you are, what's going on inside of you, what you're experiencing in life. And um, it's beautiful. Thank you for letting us see you. Thank you for sharing your truth, brother. Lorraine How are you, Manuel? First of all, I just want to say that I feel such
4: a joy and such a gratitude to be here. And when you spoke these words of praise, I could feel that in my entire body, you see. And that is something rare. When someone speaks words of praise, most often we hear that just for our mind, right? But I could really feel that in my entire body. So I want to thank you both. And how I'm showing up today is with a lot of vulnerability. And it's a beautiful vulnerability. It's the vulnerability of, I just, looking at my woman, I just look at her and I'm like, wow, my heart keeps expanding. My heart keeps cracking open more to her every single day. And um, while there is, of course, sometimes a challenge as well there, but in essence, it's just so beautiful to witness how one's heart just keeps opening. It's infinitely opening. And this is the space I'm coming from to you both brothers here. And I also want to, this, um, what a healthy man, I mean, there are many ways, in my opinion, to answer this. Jacob said this beautifully. I wholeheartedly agree. But for me, to put this into one sentence, what a healthy man is, is a man who is firmly rooted in his heart, firmly rooted. And when you are truly firmly rooted, and I'm not talking about some spiritual bypassing or thinking you are rooted, but really firmly rooted in your heart, then every word you speak, every action you take, every thought you think is just in alignment and serves something bigger than yourself. And when it serves something bigger than yourself, that's healthy because you serve the collective, you serve everyone
3: and yourself as well included so that will be my answer mm, thank you brother you know i want to let this conversation flow and and the thing that comes to me as you say that and i hear that so often and i'm, and I'm with every word and this is going to be the beautiful thing in, in this in this conversation i can't wait to hear everything that you both share because i'm so on board with your messages but one thing i'd love to bring alive now is, is when we talk about something bigger than ourselves what is that what does that look like for you both like what is what is that context because i know how important it is, but. For thirty years of my life, I had no idea. I had no concept of what anything bigger than my life, but um, anything bigger than me was. It was about just, you know, ticking the boxes. It was about having fun in that moment. It was about having a laugh and all the easy, simple boxes that society teaches us to tick. And I had no idea about something bigger than myself. So, just flowing on from what you said there, Lorraine, I'd love to hear what you both think about what is something bigger than yourself. How does that show up in your lives?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, you want to go first? Sure. You saying that, and this is a little bit off topic, but I, w- I was thinking of a quote by Matt, Kwan, Matt Kahn, and he says that sometimes we think the ego is in the driver's seat, when in reality, it's our soul in, dr- in the driver's seat the entire time. With every decision, with every choice, with every thought that we make, it's always the soul um, in its full expression. And I-, I look back at all those times that I felt like I wasn't doing something that was in service to the whole. When in reality, the whole time I was. And even though I didn't like I have an understanding of that on an energetic and spiritual level, it was it, it's beautiful to just look back and like, oh, yeah, it, it was always serving me and in, in service to the man I am today. Like there, there, if anything was different in my life, I could not be the, uh, the being standing before these two warriors and kings right now. And I'm so grateful to say that and to, to know that and to feel that in my fucking body. And I think, so I, I've come to learn that an idea that is, and I touched on this before that I, an idea that is born from my analytical mind, it always seems challenging. It always seems like I have to like put more effort towards it. And then when I kind of get out of my own way and just, stop analyzing and stop trying to do, and then instead just invite spirit, God, universe, source, loving intelligence to act through me, to live through me. It just, I'm, I'm training myself to know instantly when an idea is coming from my head or my heart. And that is to me when I know I am in service because I get fucking stoked and excited and like, I, I, it feels like nothing can stop me. Nothing can get in my way because it's, it's a force greater than myself being lived through me in service to everybody. So I, I, I really just been uh, somatically feeling into my body when I have an idea and an inspiration is this coming from my head or coming from my heart from my fucking <clears throat> and yeah, just taking action through that gnosis.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Great Beautiful. question. Oh, that felt good to so, Oh. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. And I, 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 I totally resonate with what you said and, and, and then putting it back into what I said before is, you know, for 30 years, I came from my head, everything was rational. You know, I was, my, my dad yeah. is a lawyer. Everything is, is very structured, very rational, very, very worked out. And I saw that. That's what I saw as a, as a man. And my God, it's draining you know, constantly having to work out and it's Mm -hmm. never in flow and it's never bigger than me. It's constantly, I'm constantly in this sense of working everything out. And it was just no flow to my life. And now like even just in this moment to sit here with you, with you two Kings to sit in this space and just to trust in the flow of this conversation to know that what will need to come to me will come to me and it will flow out of me as it does. And I'm not trying to work this out. I just want to sit in the space and feel your words and allow it to, to go where it's meant to go. And that, I guess, in terms of what you just said, that is, for me, how it, how, how it shows up. You know, I just I want it just to come from within. I don't want to work any of this stuff out. So I'm with you, brother. Thank you so much. And Lorene, what is something? How, what does it mean to you, something bigger than you? What is, how does that show up? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to reaffirm something very similar that Jacob shared here so powerfully.
4: It's um, The first thing that came to my mind is getting out of the way. And just like Jacob said this so profoundly and beautifully already, allowing something higher, allowing consciousness, universe, God, whatever label you attach that, heart energy, whatever that is. But the thing is, um, there is thinking about being in service to something greater than yourself. And then there is being in service to something greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. Being in service, Mm -hmm. being actually in service is a felt embodied experience, which means you feel it in your body. When someone asks me, if someone asks the question, am I, am I being in service to something greater than myself or not? That question alone tells me or tells everyone that they're not because it is embodied. You feel it in your entire body. So it's just exactly mirroring what, what Jacob said here. It's not through thinking and trying to work it out. It's through actually stopping the thinking or, or surrendering to the, the thinking and, and allowing the intelligence, allowing consciousness to move through you. And every person has their absolutely unique unique way of doing that. But once you experience it, you simply experience it. And when you have that feeling, wow, I am in service to some greater than myself, then your insecurities, your doubts, all these fears, all these mental chatter, all that no longer has so much power over you. So whereas a lot of people say, in order to be confident, you need to be doing this, 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 this. It's exactly what you shared there, Ben. You don't have to work it out. You have to just get out of the way, allow that higher intelligence to flow through you, and then it's gonna take care of itself.
3: Mm. 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 So beautiful. It's mm. all within us, right? Ah. It's all within us. And our job is to, to learn to listen to that to that energy again. You know, learn to listen and learn to to allow it to flow. Yeah, really beautiful. Thank you.
2: if you like this podcast then why not check out one of our other amazing create podcasts if you just want a good laugh then check out the weekly roast listen listen bitch, uh, listen, make, bitch. Make a i'm a week off sugar I will, I will fly <laughs> to the uk and i will cut you both <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. Uh, yes. Yeah, let's go.
1: <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I am doing.
2: I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast. Music in my life. And How Are You? just three more podcasts to feast your ears on find them wherever you found this podcast
3: i love this i love i love the messages are the same but everyone like inside of us is a slightly different understanding slightly different way of expressing it you know we're all so unique and whilst the message is 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 ultimately tune into our heart our hearts are so unique our hearts are so our own that It'll always, it'll always be expressed slightly differently, Lorene, in your own way, Jacob, in your own way. It's it's That's where true authenticity comes from for me. It's when you're connected to your heart and you flow in that space. My heart, while we're all, we're all governed by love in that space for me, it comes in a slightly different way, slightly different way. My love will, will, will show in a slightly different way to, to everyone else's. And that's what is so unique and authentic and beautiful and allows for such authentic connection you know I, I don't feel someone when they speak to me from the rational mind and when they're working out what to say when they're trying to tell me what's right like from that from that place i don't feel it whereas you know just as sitting in this space i feel i know that i'm going to feel your answers because this is the space that we're tuning into we're trying to trying to speak from that place we're mm-hmm. trying to choose that space Really beautiful. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. I just
1: want to I just want to piggyback on what you said and just laughing at my experience that I have such little tolerance anymore for and and tolerance maybe is too big of a word, but my standards are so high for the conversations that I'm having. Like if anybody is, I can just feel uh, just just a lot in here. If I can't kind of guide the conversation in a way that gets them to hear and gets them in their bodies. Usually, that's when I know, okay, it's time to depart this conversation. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for that because, you know, so much of, like, you both are such an impeccable example. Like, just having that standard is attracting this incredible tribe of men and women that I want in my life. And yeah, it's just, as you said, that I just saw this, my, my, my timeline of, of the way my uh, the people I surround myself with has evolved over the years. And, and it just, it seems like my standards just get higher and higher and
3: higher. and higher. <laughs> I totally hear you. Yeah. It resonates so much. You know, I, I think for me, that's because when you do feel the depth of a conversation from someone's heart, when you feel them, the, 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 having a, the same level of a rational conversation, it just, you just don't feel it anymore. And it's just not as purposeful. It's like, mm, I'm having this conversation, but it's just words. It's just words. There's no, and I see connect, when when you experience connection, I, I truly believe that connection is one of the most underutilized tools for how for, for our mental health as a whole in a society that does tend to speak rationally, does tend to try and make sense of everything, does try and use logic. You know, in, in a world that is driven by business, is driven by making sense of things. It's rare that that we actually get to feel that many people, and when we do, it's like. Well, for me, anyhow, I'm like, wow, this 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 is a beautiful experience, and it all lives within me. I don't need anything other than what I'm feeling in this conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have, I don't want to talk about football anymore. It doesn't, I don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel it. You know, it's easy. It's 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 fine, right? It's it does a job, but it's I don't feel it. I don't feel someone when they're telling me about this stuff, Lorene, I know, you know you're the I'm same. Sure-
1: Yeah, Lorraine can touch on this more, but we live in, I I really like, like, it's not these people's, it's not these people's words. It's not these persons, whatever word fits theirs, fault. In in other words, like, we live in such a masculine, dominated, expressive world, and we praise masculine forms of expression, like logic, like like getting to the end of the goal and, and... you know, uh celebrating the victory football style. <laughs> and you know, it's I, I, I know it all too well, man. Um, Ben I grew up in a a extremely blue collar environment where the only form of expression that was praised was masculine. Even my mom to this day, guys, God I feel for her and love her. She believes Although when she says this, I know her, her body doesn't believe this, but she tries to convince herself that she believes that men are superior to women. And it's, you know, as she's saying that, obviously, I can just hear all the conditioning and all the stuff um, that has come to that conclusion. But it's just like, man, it is nobody's fault because we live in such a masculine expressed world.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, brother and and how can there be anyone's fault when from my from my perspective i know i have a, a, a big heart i know it's open i know it's it's full of love but the world showed me not to connect with that for 30 years my life so how can i blame anyone else in that space who's living that way when i that's what i went through that's i know how easy it is to follow that path
4: and i and i believe
3: that by
4: sorry to interrupt you your brother no. but I believe by blaming others, we also don't take responsibility. And I hear that constantly: people telling me they want to create change in the world. And it's, it's. I think Gandhi said this: "Be the change in the world." It's not important. There are so many quotes like that, but it really is about. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna use harsh language here, but either you shut up or you embody change in the world. That's that's my kind of radical mindset. Because when someone tell, when someone when someone complains or blames others, I'm like. Why you complain? Okay, what are you changing? Nothing. Okay, yeah, let's end this conversation, because either we talk about it and create a change, or we don't. And yeah, I believe that's just so important. Mm. Yeah, I'm
3: with you, brother. I'm with you. So I, 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 um, I want to ask a question that kind of lets me understand your journeys a little bit more. Um, in fact, there's two questions. I want to ask, because I don't really know both of your journeys. I don't know where you both were five years ago. I don't know how, if you were still in this space, if you've always lived in this space, or if you've, if you've learned to connect with your hearts and it's, it's allowed you to be something different. So I'd love to ask the question of um, who did you learn to be and who are you really? So like two parts. Mm. So like who, who, who like did society teach you to be and did you, did you fit in into that? Mm. And who, who, is, who are you really? Who are you in your heart? Like um, are you right now? For me, the answers are very, very different. So that's why I, I would love to, and it allows me to understand your journeys. So, um, Laureen, I don't know if, you, if, if that answer comes to you first, but yeah, who, who did you learn to be? Who did society teach you to be? And, and, and yeah. what's your truth? Yeah, it's such a, it's such a
4: profound question, brother. And Great question. Society taught me, or that's what the conditioning I received, that I am supposed to be a jock. I was always the sports guy. I worked for many years Mm -hmm. as a fitness trainer, personal trainer. I worked in the gym environment. And the kind of gym environment shaped me because people always told me, you lift so much weight, your body is amazing, X, Y, and Z. But that was the only lens for which they saw me. And at some point, I realized, hey, wait a second, these people, well, some in the end then did, but I don't want to judge or blame anyone. But these people don't see who I truly am. And even if I try to expose my heart more, they'd not be able to take it seriously, right? Because they had this perception of me. I was this kind of jock, tough sports guy. And and there was just no space to talk about my emotional world, which no one is to blame. But that's exactly why no one is to blame, right? It just happens and takes a structure on its own. And, And this, I believed I had to be that guy. Because people praised me for that. People validated Mm. me for that guy. So I naturally thought, okay, I have to do more of that to receive more praise, to receive more validation. And if I'm not expressing that, then I'm going to start triggering people. And then I might not receive validation. And at some point in my journey, I started to really, meditate. I started to do all kinds of things. I started to post content on social media at the very beginning and people literally thought i became a total lunatic and 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 in that moment i was like wow it's people think i'm a total lunatic but the crazy thing is i still felt better because it was my truth even though people did not give me that praise and validation that i received before and some thought i was a total lunatic i felt better I felt more aligned, at least than before. I did not feel amazing necessarily, but I felt better. And then I realized the pain of not living your truth for your purpose or your calling is far worse than the challenges, the people who are going to reject you, the friendships that fall away um, when you live your purpose, right? And when I realized that at an embodied level, I was like radical. And I literally said to the universe, I said, okay, I am only going to live from my heart, from my truth. I'm only going to do the things that I love to do and I will speak my truth no matter what. And when I made that choice, then everything was transformed and um, it took me a couple of years because I felt very lonely. I do have to say I felt very lonely in that time. I would I would go into nature constantly and just sit in nature and just and just be and, and 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 nature felt so soothing to me, and a lot of people expressed it there in their in their awakening. They they developed this strong relationship to nature, and it was very lonely. But I but I always had this sense: um, it is better to um, you you feel more lonely when you are with when you are in an environment where you are not seen for who you truly are, than when you are alone. But at least you are with the truth of your being. So. I just made mm. the choice, and I radically went for it. And that's when my tribe came in. That's when everything started to change. And and I, I I just embraced it. At some point, I was I I got so angry at people. I got so angry for not seeing me, for for not agreeing with my views, for not accepting me. But then I realized that it's just an invitation to accept myself, right? That it's just an invitation to to embrace myself more. And and yeah, that's that's how I got here. And and I hope that 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 answer served the, the audience that is listening to this
3: right now of course brother and it's beautiful and everything you say just resonates and it gives me so much comfort almost to, to hear other men talk about this in the similar kind of experience it was so similar for me so similar and so beautiful to hear your journey mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. jacob i'd love to hear who, who did you learn to be and who are you really
1: lorin that was so beautiful and just want to honor you and i so see you and so love you and so honor you and every timeline of you all the way fucking warrior king rise warrior rise (laughs) i've used that one since since that still got to thank your queen for that one hmm I learned to be, I want to set the intention that just spirit lived through me in this answer because I can see my logical mind taking you in so many different directions, allow it to come from my heart. I was taught to be an obedient, good little Christian boy. I grew up in a deep blue collar collar, Christian home with Parents who loved me, but who had a lot of, we'll say, radical and limiting beliefs. And I was, for as long as I can remember, I was in a, some kind of system that my body knew that I didn't want to be a part of, that I was being forced to be engaging with. Sunday school, church twice a week. Uh, I went to a Lutheran school growing up. Uh, christian lutheran school uh when i got to high school i was just i went to a private school my whole life from preschool to eighth grade and then when i got to the, the high school years i was just so appalled by being in school i hated being in school because i was there and i was like why am i learning this shit i don't give a fuck about any of the stuff i'm learning And I don't feel like it's adding value to my life. And I just always had this awareness. So naturally, I became the rebel in school. I skipped school all the time. I did a bunch of drugs. I just it was my own way of rebelling against the system and around my, my young age, I started getting obsessed with, with weightlifting and bodybuilding because I needed a way to take out my frustration and anger with our systems, with my, with, with my parents, who I was very upset with at the time for not just letting me be me and letting me think for myself. And so had a long history of just working out excessively. At one point I was 240 pounds. I'm like 150 or 160 now. And just like, got deeply into powerlifting and bodybuilding and just eating like so much food, like more food that I can ever imagine eating now. And this cycle kind of continued that I, I found myself repelling against the systems pushed onto me, the educational system, the, the religious system, the, uh, the nutritional system. I mean, just I, I found that I was just that these structures that I grew up with never really resonated with my heart. And so little by little, as I started coming into my being and started living through my heart instead of what people told me to do, how to think and how to be, I realized that I I, I have the opportunity to To let go of these systems that people told me were right or told me were the only way or the way to heaven or the way to, you know, just uh, uh, to live a happy and fulfilled life. And little by little, year by year, as as more Mm. as I embodied more practices, more emotional states, more ways of being that allowed my my naked self, my true self to flourish and to come out it just all started making sense. And what I mean by that is living from my heart. Oh yeah. Like I'm not what these people told me to be and what these systems told me that I need to, to, to to portray to the world. I am, uh, I am, I am source God living in a, in a body that gets to, to add authentic value to myself and to others in a way unique to me. And that has been, my most joyful uh realization is that i am spirit i am the, the 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 entire ocean in a drop that gets to express his uniqueness with the world and so now i really enjoy <laughs> helping people take the the red pill versus the blue pill so to speak and and helping people giving people the faculties to 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 wake up so to speak to true freedom to 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 living through their true hearts instead of what they're they're told by our societal structures and systems and and, and people not in alignment with their core truth and their core heart yeah thank
3: you thank you <laughs> thank you for receiving you know i'm going to take that one layer one layer further, I just want you know if we can really like really drill this down and I don't know I'm, I'm not sure if I'm trying to get to a certain place with this question now taking it an extra level, but I guess like w- w- maybe I'll just say w- where I'm at with it in terms of what I've realized and it still takes something for me to say this, but what I've realized ultimately is that is that we are love, you know um and love is is encompasses. Empathy, kindness, authenticity, purpose, presence, so many different aspects that for me are my heart energy, just the truth of, of who I am. When there's no stories, when I'm, I'm on my own and I'm, I'm fully tuned in, these are my natural tendencies. And I believe that they're every human being's natural tendencies and we strip away the stories of who we're meant to be and, and how we should behave and all stuff. These are the stuff. These are what sit within my heart, all these things naturally. And yeah, for me, like, it it all comes down to love. And just Jacob, like, uh, you know, I reached out to you as uh, a while ago saying just, uh, just the amount that you celebrate love and lean into this concept of love just inspires me. And it's where, it's where I want to get to, but my social conditioning for so long as a man, you know, I couldn't tell my mom I loved her for 30 years, my mom, who I, who who, who I adore, Mm. who I'm so close with, I couldn't allow myself to be seen at that level because what would my brothers think? What would my friends think? What would my mum think if I as a man was expressing this this love? It didn't feel right to me. It didn't align with the story of who I was meant to be. It felt out of sync. But the truth to me is it was out of sync to my head, but it was in sync with my heart. It's just I was choosing my head at that point. And now I'm in a space of trying to always choose my heart, you know, the spirit, the essence. I know that it's always love. It's always love. And it's so different as to what society taught me. I don't know if that resonates. Like, Lorraine does that... It does, it does. And, does and, that... and, and I wholeheartedly believe that even
4: when people... I mean, my specific area of expertise are relationships and intimacy. And from my experience, even when people withdraw their love or, or treat their partner with the silent treatment, for instance, this can be applied to any scenario, also to friendships... It still comes because we yearn for love. We just don't, we are hijacked by the shadow. We are acting. We, this doesn't mean that we can excuse really abusive or, or hurting behavior, but it does not deny the fact that what we truly yearn for is love. And, and, and someone who hurts someone um, or tries to manipulate someone, which is not a nice thing to do, but even they yearn for love because that is mm-hmm. the behavior they've been conditioned with probably in their childhood or, or whenever and and that is their way of receiving love and mm-hmm. which ultimately shows us and which ultimately proves that when you say we are love i fully agree because all our actions all our actions no matter how bad or ugly or whatever label we want to put to that come from wanting to be loved it is our nature mm-hmm. To be loved. Mm-hmm. Tell me one person who does not want to be loved. And I think there is also, and you talked about this, you touched upon this, Ben. There is such a denial of that. People deny that because they associate it with weakness. They associate, okay, I expose my heart, I want to be loved, with weakness. But if we just all say that and embrace that and and admit, and I find that so powerful to admit. I want to be loved. I mean, I honestly I mm. want to be loved. Mm. And, and and often in spiritual communities there is this kind of detachment, detach from everything, detach from going to source, detached from everything, which in my opinion is being used. Is there, there is a truth in that by someone who has reached an incredible level of consciousness, but it doesn't mean detach from your natural, most authentic yearning to be loved. And we all yearn to be loved. And and just by admitting that and by simply voicing that, the whole room drops in. Everyone feels their body. Everyone starts to feel one another. Oh, wow. We all just want to be loved.
1: And and that's basically it. Mm -hmm. I love being loved. I am loved, lovable, and loving. I I want to piggyback off you, Loren, and... I was just checking into, like, wow, it's so nice, Ben, to, to be, because I'm so used to the one being the space holder for all these lives. that I, I And I you are so an incredible space and... holder, brother. Wow. Thank you, brother. You're great. And it, it's so delicious to just, like, be more in my feminine and just, like, be in, in flow. Um, Lorraine, I love what you said, and, and, and three things came to my heart when you were saying that. I was um, looking at brain scans of, of children, The other day who they're now in their teens who weren't kissed who weren't hugged who weren't held by their mothers and fathers and their brains are literally like half the size of a normal human brain and their neural synapses they had like little electronic photos of their their synapses and their uh their 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 neurons and like you you saw like a normal healthy baby neuron that was just loved and kissed and tended to. And it was like just rainbow colored and beautiful and just shining everywhere. And then a neuron in the synapse of a child who didn't get that love is just, it, it looks dead. It looks like a, a zombie-like neuron with a quarter of the, the, the synapses sparking and, and, and coming alive. And it's like, man, not being loved is the most traumatic thing for us. And it literally causes our whole brain, our whole physiology, to 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 decompose, so to speak. And it it was just wild seeing those pictures real time. And I was a a mentor told me that, and and I've resonated with this so much since uh, since she told me this that everything in in our universal soup is all like if you imagine a garden hose that garden hose that flow through that hose everything is love everything when you break it down to its atomic structures it's the energy of love and everything else that isn't love is just like you're pinching that garden hose until it's some people pinch it so much that barely any love can flow and that's the people in fear people like hitler you know are really fucking pinching it off <laughs> but when you you let go of that and just as as Lauren said embrace that we do want to be loved and it's in fact a primal need of every single being on this planet that we just allow that love to flow and that's really what begins animating life and animating our hearts and, and helping us get in touch with who we really are which as you said Ben is love period
4: And I, and I believe and I believe it's this is what allows healthy masculinity right i mean but i'm yes. just in my mind i'm just thinking about the, the typical locker room talk right guys talking in a really in a really dishonoring way about the feminine about women and even in this moment a guy who says oh wow i did x y and z and it's just really disgraceful and it doesn't, it's not nice at all that guy when he says that the core intention which does not excuse what he says but the core intention is I want to receive more love. Because what happens mm-hmm. in the local room talks, mm-hmm. the other guy says, wow, man, that's amazing. And that's that that's how I lived for a couple of years of my life. It was all about yeah. I didn't even I didn't even connect and feel into the women I was with. I did it only to impress my brothers. Because I knew they would be talking, hey Lorraine, Casanova, all of that. And I just it just strengthened my ego so much but but when you when you can just dismantle that within one second it's like hey um when we actually realize that this behavior which is so in some ways supported by society right um when we realize that that behavior is actually a desperate a very desperate cry for mm. love and comes from mm. immense insecurity and and this is so I mean, pickup artists, all of these kind of things. I did this for a little while, talking to women on the street, trying to get phone numbers, all this bullshit, right? (laughs) I would even argue that pickup artists are the most insecure men on this planet. Uh And when you put it this way, it's shocking. Because it changes everything, the only reason why the pickup artist is being celebrated is because we live in a society right and, and and Jacob shared about this before where that is where that is where that is where that is praised right But if you look at a deeper level it's it's actually ridiculous because it's it's so far away from who we are, and it's mm-hmm. so insecure it comes from huge trauma
1: in the end mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben. Before you you step in here, I just want to piggyback off that that Lorin. Like when you used to be that man who would whatever cat call women or just like celebrate like, oh yeah, I hooked up with this girl and I did this and you know I you know I did my thing with my dick and whatever. Um, those men are like at their core embarrassed that they're even saying that. Yeah, they are. They are ashamed that they cannot stand, and they, they, even if they're not conscious of this, at their heart, at their core, at their fucking like conscious cock, they can feel that I'm not embodying Shiva. I am not uh, a, a conscious, heart-centered, unshakable man, and I'm doing this, as Lorene said, for some kind of attention or out of some kind of trauma, and I've been there. And just like you, Lorraine and I'm sure you've been, I've been that man. And I would boast about the woman I hooked up with or whatever. And I would always feel like a sense of like, like grossness after, even though I would never show it. Uh... But it was always like, oh yeah, I can't, you know, I was doing something out of some false sense of identity and ego uh, in those moments, just to try to be validated by my brothers or by whoever else. And really at my core, I just wanted to, fucking be that 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 pure masculine loving divine presence hmm. and, that, and now i have just only compassion and empathy for those men because they are so lost and it's it's hard
4: and uh, I, I love i love about when you said feeling grossed out because i actually believe that in shadow work the way to overcome and step out of that is to actually be so grossed out i, I call it healthy disgust mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but I have developed such mm. a disgust towards how I showed up and how I, I I handled life and especially my relationship to the feminine, to women. And through this disgust, I used my anger yep. then in a sense of I am done. I'm, I'm fucking done with this. This feels awful, and I don't care what it takes, but I'm no longer be that. And, and, and I believe that's so important when we – to feel disgust towards that is immensely
3: healthy because it is, in mm. the end, gross. Mm. I totally hear you both, and and I love that we're having this conversation, and, and I love the fact that we've also we've got compassion because we've been on this journey and we understand how easy it is to to, to behave like that. You know, whilst our hearts were pure, we still managed to to make these mistakes because that's what society shows us. Oh, so there we go. There we go. I hope my um, intro didn't fall short and it, and it lived up to expectations because, um, yeah, I hope you feel the energy, the energy in amongst the three of us, two, two really special men. I hope you'll agree already. And the conversation is just getting going. Uh, this is a taster, if you like, for what's to come, because we really dive in in the coming coming two weeks into more about masculinity and how we can work aligned and, and, and empowered alongside the feminine and we dive into more of this stuff around love and what it means to to step up and be your best as a man and all this stuff and i just love it all i love it all and i love these two guys and i love the fact that we talked about love and yeah it's beautiful for me so um come back next next week um for, for more deep diving into all this stuff um, in the meantime, I would love it. I, I want these conversations to be shared. I, I really—I mean, of course, I do. You know, it goes without saying, but I want these conversations to be heard, but not only by other men, but also by women who can feel alive about the possibility of what's going on inside of, 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 of the hearts of men. And and um, uh, hopefully, for us to step up and have these conversations, it can inspire other men to see what's possible. So, um, if you think there's anyone in your life who'd benefit from this, or if you wanted to. Share this on your Instagrams. I'm just so grateful. And if you do, please tag me because I'd love to share my gratitude for you in doing so. But please rate, review, subscribe, whatever feels right for you. Um, I'm just grateful for you listening and I'm grateful for, for Lorene and, and uh, Jacob for being part of this conversation. Until next week, thank you so much and lots of love.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?